Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte after getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe. No minimum balance requirements and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. That's chime.com slash goals 24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's pre-market prep. Spencer Israel here with who? Joel O'Connor, what's up, Joel? Dennis is out today. Dennis has to go, like, figure out um, where he's going to live or, like, blow up his house or something to, do with his, something to do with his house. That's all I really know. So Dennis is out today. But that means it's time for a day of Joel ranting. Joel, good morning. Welcome to the show. Everyone, welcome to the show. we got a lot to talk about. We've got GameStop earnings. Of course, we're going to talk about that. What else would we talk about? We have a CPI number at 8.30. They are saying it could be a hot one. We had a hot one last month, so maybe transitory inflation. Maybe not. Ooh, I don't know. We'll find out at 8.30. In the meantime, we have our first guest at 8.15. Mark Shaken joins us every other Thursday at 8.15 to give us his thoughts on the market. Also, at 9.00. I'll be joined by the Einstein of Wall Street himself, Peter Tuckman, who will join us to talk about the market and his, give us his thoughts as well. So give us a like, hit subscribe, show us some love. Joel, good morning. How are you doing? But more importantly, how are the markets doing? Uh, good morning, Spencer. Good tr- good morning, traders and investors. Uh, I'm giving you the June contract here, and I'm going to give okay. you the June contract for uh, tomorrow and Friday. Uh, the official front month contract is now uh, the September, but I'm sticking with my June numbers for the remainder of the week. Uh, just we're down a stick. We were up seven. We were down seven. And here we are right in the middle. Need to take unchanged. Uh, we could talk about the technical formation uh, when Spencer comes on here. Uh, just, man, you talk about a hard top in the market. You have it right now. Uh, two, uh, 22.80 in the SPY and this is called 37, 42, 37, 38 in the spoos. Uh, crude still hanging in the $70 handle. That's up seven cents at 70.03. Gold losing the battle for 1900. Uh, that's down $20 at 1875.20. Uh, silver, that's in the red by 32 cents at 2768. Bitcoin two day rally 
Off the El Salvador news, that's up fourteen hundred bucks at thirty-seven seven seventy, and Ethereum that's just up just a tad here. Let's call it on shit twenty-five seventy-five. All right, Spencer, I'm here. I mean, you gotta. I mean, it put a one if you're happy. The Daz has taken a day off. I mean, he needed a day off. He, he needs day. two days off. I mean, I that, that guy needs he's just he works his A double S off and I'm just happy for him to be taking a day off and get a little rest and relaxation in. Well, I don't know if that's what he's doing. At, at least what he told me he's got Well, it's his birthday tomorrow too. Right. Yeah, right. so he, he, he wanted to be off on his birthday. Well, he but, told me he told me he's questionable for tomorrow or maybe like doubtful, but not he's not out. He's not out. He's just, oh, he's not out. I he, thought he was out. He's, well, he told me like it's doubtful. So he's uh, maybe he downgraded himself when he talked to you, but when he talked to me, he said doubtful for Friday, uh, but out for Thursday. Um, so we're we're gonna miss his birthday, but I think he's got to figure out his his house. So I don't know if today's like a relaxation day for him. All uh, right. So, uh, what do you want to talk about first? Well, first let's just talk about uh, what I, I said at the top, folks, okay. and. Uh, have I ever used the term made the journal before? Uh, I was in the Wall Street Journal yesterday. It's been a while since yeah, yep. used that term. It's been a couple of years probably. And when you make the journal, uh, and this is kind of old school, you know, I don't know. Does the journal even print stuff anymore? Do they even yes. print like the, the tables? They do? Um, like the, the high and the low? I definitely haven't seen a, a paper in over a year. But last time I saw one, there was tables in there. So, <laughs> okay. All yeah. right. Well, I bought the top in the S&Ps. I thought there was a breakout. It was one of these bing bings, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, used a tight stop, got filled, boom, I'm out. So major resistance up there, 18 and a half. That's where we're trading. We'll have to look where that September number is. Uh, but man, major resistance up there going into an expiration. We'll just see what happens, right? We will see what happens going into it. But Oh, man, four or five, those were the tops back in May. You got going back to last Friday, those are the tops. So we've uh, we've backed off that area. But, man, I, I can't put enough stars across there uh, to mention the resistance. So that's what we have uh, in the S&Ps, even though no one cares about them. All right, let's talk about GameStop. I think I have a pretty good feel for this or a feel for walking the, this one down the middle. I, I can understand again. I have no skin in the game here, but I can understand why how you can interpret that report as great or as horrible. So let me give you the numbers here from my handed Andy Benzinger Pro, and Joel will bring up the charts. Uh, GameStop had earnings. Whoops, there we go. Uh, earnings last night, uh, obviously. Uh, earnings per share they lost forty five cents per share, which was way less than expected they were expected to lose 83 cents per share sales came in higher 1.28 bill versus a 1.16 billion dollar estimate they also said we are going to file paperwork to uh to do another at the market offering uh for up to five million shares they named a new ceo matt furlong from amazon they named the new cfo mike recupero and um that was, those are the headlines Okay, you ready for my rant? Yeah, yeah. Although maybe I should start and say why I think it was a good or bad, or maybe you just go. You go and I'll react. You go and I'll react. Who cares about the earnings report? Okay. Who cares about the earnings report from this company or any other company moving forward? It has nothing to do 
with the stock price. So I think we should just take earnings off Benzinga Pro. I don't think we should talk about earnings anymore. I don't think we need any Wall Street analyst anymore. I think earnings, P.E., all that is irrelevant information. All right. And I, I think that we should we sh- and I, I think that we should just get rid of earnings and not to- companies should even report earnings anymore. That, they I, have nothing to do with the fundamentals of the, nothing to do with the price action of the company. But if they don't report earnings, how are we going to get a parade of analysts saying congratulations on the good quarter? Congratulations on the good quarter. Have- get rid of the analysts. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. It's it's irrelevant. Inf- it just doesn't make what we've learned this year. Or in part of last year, is that earnings don't mean anything. They don't. Stocks don't trade based on fundamentals. Stocks don't trade based on earnings. So, you know, that's it. That's the market environment in. So you could trade technicals, right? The street, you know, bought it up into the report, sold it off. I'll just say, hey, we're down $21. If they like the information, they're going to take it green, Take it back over, uh, you know, the close. Take it back up to yesterday's high and take out that 350 number. If they don't like it, they'll take out this pre-market low, pre-market low at 261.61. And then you guys could figure out your own daily levels after that. But I really, yeah, I just don't think that, you know, I just, I just don't think it's relevant information to base trading on fundamentals or earnings for, for, for the record uh I, you know i read the the headline numbers the eps and the revenue more sort of habit but in this case i do agree in this case those numbers are all but meaningless uh here's like my bullish reaction to yesterday's report okay uh then they got a new ceo that's that that was a big question mark right we know ryan Cohen was in, announced as a chairman now they have a new ceo it's this guy who was at amazon australia uh that's a big question mark that is gone now a big unknown that is out the window they have a ceo they have a plan they're doing the plan the plan is starting right the 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 uh the transformation of the company from brick and mortar uh to to whatever it's going to be some sort of e-commerce thing uh it's happening. It's it, it it has begun. Okay, they got the old CEO out, new guy in. Numbers all but meaningless, really. Uh, you know, the, the revenue grew for the first time in a few years, so I guess that's something. Um, but th- that that's my bullish take on on, on the report. Uh, and also, you know, maybe raising more money. Uh, Short term bearish, but long term bullish because they're paying down their debt, right? So they're cleaning up their balance sheet. So that's my bullish bullish reaction. Bearish reaction is. Uh, okay, they're doing another, uh, maybe another offering, so more di- more dilution. They didn't even mention e-commerce on the. Uh, oh, it, what about the NFT thing? Oh, they didn't. Okay, that's a good point too. So no, no mention of e-commerce or NFTs in either the press release or in the conference call, which again they took no questions for, and the whole thing lasted like fifteen minutes, if that. Um, and. And and they're they're like we're in we're out we're basically they just read the CEO just read the press release and like that was it and no questions um, so no mentions of e-commerce which if you remember last quarter uh, that was like the focus of the of the report of the press release of the call it was e-commerce 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 look at us look at us look at us okay no mention of that yesterday not one why what 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 could be 
what do they have to hide? I guess is my question. Why did why couldn't they even mention like the biggest growth driver of their company right now? Um, so that's a red flag. Uh, no mention of the NFT thing also maybe red flag. Um, and they're not given guidance still, which like I guess I can understand a little bit. Um, but a lot of other companies are doing it, so I don't know. So I, th- th- that's my bullish and bearish reaction to this report. Uh, big question mark. Is, is, is out the window now. We, we got our CEO. We got our plan. The plan's happening. On the other hand, they didn't really tell us anything yesterday. They told us basically nothing. We learned nothing about the company besides besides the new CEO. And maybe maybe we're going to raise some more money and, and issue more stock. So I don't know what to make of this. The market says the market doesn't like it for, for now, but I don't know what to make of this. <laughs> it's down 21 bucks, Spencer. That's what yeah. you make of it. Is, it, is, that, is this thing trading? I don't even see this. Is this, uh, am I still kidding? I see other things trading. This thing is awful quiet. No one knows what, no one knows what to do. But anyways, if it's a good report, they're going to get it on change, take it into the 300 handle. Like I said, if not, it looks like it's bid a little bit here, right around 280. I said the same thing with the pre-market low. Take out the pre-market low. Boom. Got some more on the downside. I'll give one next daily low. That comes in. If you take out the 81, let's just call it 250. Because uh, there was a low at 45.77 and a low at 55.20. So that's how you got to trade it today. I'm sure a lot of people would like to see that mark at, uh, at 80, what, 82, 82.56. Or excuse me, not 82.56, 302.56. So there's a lot of people in the chat that are saying this company has no idea what they're doing. And there's others saying that you guys just don't get it. Uh, so clearly a lot of... Uh, a, a lot of question marks. Like I said, I, I, I think I have a pretty good feel for walking this line here because I, I, I can un, I can see why you would think of that report as good if you're like in this thing from like fifty or a hundred or whatever. I, I can see why you look. We all interpret things how we want to interpret them, right? I, if you're already in the in the thing and you're already up huge and you wanna interpret it in a positive way, I can see what you could tell yourself. And on the other hand, if you're not. I could see how you look at this report and say this was a complete joke because they didn't tell us anything. They, they're they not giving really any information, no forward-looking uh, numbers, no e-commerce numbers at all when that's like the plan, right, is to become an e-commerce company. So what are you doing over there? Um, so I, I can understand that as well. So I, I'm, I'm trying to be Switzerland. People are saying things about how do they justify the valuation. That's not, I think, the point here, right, is like, you can't justify the valuation by any, any, any metric, any, any, any ratio. That's not the point. I, um, so, but let's just see how like the crowd reacts today. Let's just see how the crowd reacts. You're right, Joel. They're today. reacting. They're giving you the price. It's down. It's down, Spencer. Oh, that that's yeah. how the crowd's reacting. Yeah. That's. I mean, it's had a huge run into the report. Street got a little nervous yesterday. They sold off into it. Yeah. That's um. It's just not the uh, it's just not the, the GameStop show, Spencer. Okay, fine, fine. We're gonna move on. Actually, it's, it's I'm gonna tell Dennis on you that all you want to do is talk about GameStop. No, no, I don't. I don't. You know what? And so here's what we'll do. Let's bring Mark Chicken on from Chicken Analytics, and let's ask Mark what he thinks about this CPI number that we're gonna get in 15 minutes. Uh, about Mark. Good morning. Good morning, Spencer. I thought you were going to ask me about GameStop. No, no, no. I'm not allowed to do that, apparently. I'm not no, allowed to no, ask. Yeah. Obsessing over one stock is never good. So let's talk CPI. They're saying it could be a hot number. Uh, last month, of course, 
Uh, numbers number came in well above estimates. Uh, this time around, they're looking for a year-over-year inflation rate of 4.7%, which would be the biggest increase since 2008. Um, what are you looking for here as far as that or market reaction? Bond market doesn't care. That's pretty much telling you everything you need to know. Okay. Uh, if it yeah, comes that's in, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, Go I ahead, mean, Mark, on that. If it's no, oh, that's fine. If the ten-year was, you know, spiking up to terms of yield to one sixty-five, then you'd know you have a problem. But there is no problem here because there is a rally, though. There is a rally. Is there? Uh, there is a. I mean, you know, I, I mean, there's a little bit. I'm looking at whether you're looking at the TLT or you're looking at uh, uh, the the thirty-year bond. I mean. It, I mean, it's still pretty close to the low, but you're, if you're looking on monthly candles, you have you know, this is the third green candle in a row. So it, you know, it's nowhere near uh, a breakout of a major retracement, but transitory. This is all transitory, Mark. You know that there's really not inflation out there. The market wants to believe that the PPI is the more important index, and that's even hotter than the CPI. But right now, the market doesn't care. Although when you look at the S&P 500, it's banging up against uh, 42.50 and finding it difficult to break through. But what I find more interesting is small caps. Now, small caps typically do well in a period of rising interest rates. And you've got small caps breaking out, or at least the IWM is is trying to break out. Uh, And I think that's the interesting tell here in the market, that the the big cap stocks other than tech may be running into a wall, but small caps are really doing well. Hmm. I want to ask you, well, we could touch on that in a second, but, you know, I I know you're technical, I'm technical, I'm a little too technical, but man, all these tops in the same area, whether it's, you know, the SPY or the S&P, I mean, Going into a quad witch, you know, I have, I mean, going back at all your years on Wall Street, I mean, I think we got, we had two highs up there in May, and then every day this week so far, we've made a high, and it doesn't look like we're going to get up there today. We're rolling over the futures contract. We're going into a quad witch. Uh, we've talked to you about expirations and stuff. Is there any big gamma wine we need to look at? And just give us your, your historical, I mean, it's just the top, and I guess, we get a formation like that. The trend is up. I just, are we going to blow the doors off this 4238 for me and go to, go to 4,300. What's your technical setup? Uh, the setup isn't good right now. So, and I don't think there's a big gamma unwind in this, okay. uh, this particular expiration. There isn't individual stocks like Tesla and so forth, but not in, not in the indices based on the people who monitor it. I don't, uh, you know, have that data. But there are some really smart people who do. Um, I think we're basically looking at a market that is tired in terms of the leaders that have gotten us here. But there's a lot of under the surface um, robustness in the economy. I think the two most important um, earnings reports that came out are Signet and Restoration Hardware, RH. Um, The consumer is still flush and in a position to drive prices higher. And I like the fact that they're out there buying and people are out. I mean, if you go into a big city right now, I'm sure you guys have seen the the pictures. It's like the old days. It's business as usual and people are getting on airplanes, going out to restaurants. So I think the economy is in great shape. Is it overheating? I don't think so. 
Um, is inflation transitory? I don't have a clue, but uh, I think you've still got to like the market. And will we get a five to ten percent pullback? No, uh, no, we never no, do. No, especially with uh, July second quarter earnings coming up, uh, the market is going to be ever hopeful. So I think we'll see some sort of softness into a late June low. But uh, you've got to like the market here and just look for buying opportunities. Wow, here's a great uh, statistic. Uh, uh, 10 straight days where the S&P 500 closed within 1% of its all-time highs but didn't close in an all-time high. That happened three times in the last 50 years. I wonder what it, what it did the other three times. Uh, I, I bet you it blew the doors off. Uh, we're on the line with Mark Chaikin of Chaikin Analytics. Uh, the thing that I was thinking about this going in the report, like the pent up demand for people getting married, right? Buying those engagement rings, not, yeah. not doing it during uh, the pandemic. So good report out of them. Uh, just talking, fi- you know, financials have been on a run, showing a little bit of weakness, not much over the last couple of days. So if this if this is just transitory inflation, we're not going to have much. Is uh, is this bank run overdone here? And, uh, you know, maybe we've seen uh, a short term top of some of these financials. Well, you have. I, I actually think I'd be looking for a buying opportunity in the regional banks. If you look at the KRE, the regional bank ETF, um, you were down about one and a half percent yesterday. I think it's looking ahead to the inflation number. But I, I think that the economy is doing really well. The, the problem with the banks is that people aren't borrowing because they're so liquid and credit card debt is getting paid off at a very high rate. So you've got a situation where the, you've got a strong economy and if there is inflation, then you want to be buying the banks. If there isn't, they probably had their run. And, and not to mention we are about to uh, the the overdraft fees about to go the way of the uh of the trade of the trading commission, right? Uh it's a race to the race to the bottom now. Ally got rid of their overdraft fees, right? So now it's just a race now it's only only a matter of time before the other banks do the same. I yeah, think these are, this is a big contributor to the bottom line. Yeah. I don't think people realize that. It's sort of like the uh the stock loan uh, income for um, for brokerage firms. Yeah. And on that Signet note, I, I want to mention that this is the second quarter in a row that Signet has raised their fiscal year sales guidance for for, for, for the fiscal year. That's, that's huge. Two quarters in a row they've raised guidance? Pent-up demand, as, I, as um, yeah. Joel said. Very... very There's old beat-up couches. Uh, no stock split out of them, huh? Unbelievable. I mean, they look at that up six seventy. You still got some room in this one, but I thought, I mean, for other reasons, not being short any of these stocks, I thought you know the potential stock split in this one that uh, didn't come up. Uh, I just want to talk to you quickly. I mean, we kind of been poo pooing the move in crude. Uh, it's really helped the energy stocks. I mean, crude's come back a heck of a lot more, um, you know, on a relative basis than some of these issues have. Uh, is it time to ring the register here or just uh, stick with the trend moving higher? ExxonMobil, I know Mr. Buffett uh, is enjoying the ride in um, in Chevron. What's your outlook on the energy sector? I like the energy sector. You know, it's the one sector that hasn't gotten back to the old highs. Uh, so it's it's been lagging the market on a 10-year basis. We sort of know why, because fossil fuels are 
you know, not fashionable and not profitable, uh, even with crude at this level, you know, you've got so many energy stocks uh, in the um, the shale and natural gas, which is not really doing that well. But I I think you got to like energy here. I mean, if you want to play the market and you take a longer term view, there's more to go, I think, in the energy sector. And uh, let's just talk gold here. Uh, gold and silver. I mean, gold top of the trading range here at nineteen hundred. I mean, Bitcoin's had a rally. Just a trading range here. Does gold have any potential to clear nineteen hundred and get back up to two k? It does. Okay. It does as a substitute for Bitcoin. You know, I think uh, if you're thinking that Bitcoin was your way to hedge whatever you hedge when you get into defensive positions like that. I'm not sure what people are hedging, but um, gold has um, a lot more luster right now than Bitcoin, given the fact that Bitcoin's down almost 50% or more than 50% from the highs. All right. People who complain, and there are there are people who complain that all we talk about is AMC and GameStop and, and, and what's being talked about on social media. Remember this segment, folks. All we've done is talk CPI, uh, energy, banks, oil, right? I mean, come on. You can't get any more opposite than that. So- well, you know, there are two markets here. You've got the real stock market where you're betting against everybody else, uh, you know, the the institutions, the public insiders. And then you've got the gaming token market. I mean, they, you can't really speak of them in the same segment and keep your sanity. The, these are just gaming tokens and more power to people who are day trading them. Can you imagine if they were paying either a, a tiny little transfer tax or or commissions? It, it, it would be game over. And I doubt that you're going to see commissions come back, but someone could decide to put a little bit of a, a transaction tax and that would end the game overnight. I mean, we don't even, you know, us baby boomers, I mean, you know, we're kind of boring. We talk about, you know, stuff that the market's moved on for the last couple hundred years, but... I mean, the regulatory front, I mean, where do we have a regulatory body? Are they doing anything? You think they're lying in the weeds here or they're just just got, you know, their head up there. You know what? Gary Gensler is going to going to make himself heard. He did yesterday. And I, you know, if you look back at what he did at the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, this guy's the real deal. This is not just a figurehead there. But I don't know what you can do to stop people from day trading. Nothing. They, they did this in 99 and 2000. And short of um, change in margin regulations, change in brokerage rules, you know, as long as you have the cash in your account to day trade, they're going to let you do it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It, it, it just... You know, when when the speculation gets out of hand, then that's when that's when there's nothing wrong with it in principle, right? But it's just when when the speculation gets out of hand and when it starts affecting the overall market, then people start to get 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 all get a little fussy and, and, and get and get angry. Um, well, it's a, it's affecting the options market. I'm sure you've talked about that, where you've got a, sort of an inversion of the normal relationship between put premiums and call premiums and. Um, you've got people buying out of the money, way out of the money calls on things like AMC and GameStop so that they can be short a closer in option because brokerage regulations aren't allowing them to be naked short. 
for it. You know, so right. a lot of the prime brokers and the, uh, the hedge point. funds won't allow them to be naked short. So they'll go out and buy the 150 AMC option that expires in two weeks or three weeks, because at least then they're hedged against unlimited quote unquote huh. risk. So it, now, it, that's, it, a, that's an interesting point. That's an interesting point. Uh, but we don't want to go too deep in the weeds on that, though. Uh, I just want to ask you about two stocks uh, that you, you called pretty correctly here. Uh, over the last year or so, uh, and have they turned? Uh, UPS, uh, big move up, consolidated. I was waiting forever for that to take out uh, 210. They do it on the investor day. I mean, if we're going back, if people are going back to the stores, if people are doing their own shopping, is this uh, a short-term top or the top for UPS and FedEx? Well, I don't think it's a top, but I think you have to look under the hood a bit. You've got rising energy costs and you've got rising labor costs. And unless they can flow that through to the consumer, to the to the shipper, basically, um, the profit margin squeeze is, is, is a reality or a potential reality. I think um, those two factors, and that sort of feeds into the inflation scenario, those two factors are a limiting um, influence on these shippers. And it's it's very competitive out there now. So I don't know that there's a lot of room for price increases. All right. Do, do we got a snoozer here? Oh, no. We got two minutes to the CPI. Uh, I don't know. The market really, like you said, Mark, the, the PPI has been the more important number. Uh, really haven't been moving off off much except the unemployment number, and they've been good lately. So, uh, Mark, if you want to sit through us through the through CPI oh, number, yeah, we let's can do, do that. Uh, in the meantime, I just want to I just want to talk U.S. autos here for a second. Uh, GM and Ford, uh, GM bunching up here at sixty four. Kind of reminds me of the S and P there. Uh, big level there. Ford just one of the biggest moves it's had in years. Uh, what's your outlook? Finally get into EVs. What's your outlook for the U.S. automakers? Love them. I love the autos, uh, and I and I think. You know, these stocks represent a competitive threat to Tesla. Coming up, uh, is playing real fast, guys. CPI for May. Uh, that was me. I just turned on our, our Benzinger Pro squawk. Nice. Uh, Charles is going to, I've never done this before, but Charles is going to squawk. He does as always, but this is just for Benzinger Pro subs. I'm going to give you all a peek uh, in, behind the curtain, and Charles is going to squawk CPI as it comes out. He'll do it better than I do, better than I will. So we're, we're just going to let Charles and CPI. There we go. Coming in at plus 0.6% versus plus 0.4%. Core CPI plus 0.7% versus plus 4.4% expected. Jobless claims coming in at 376,000 versus 370,000 expected. Continuing claims 3.499 million versus 3.6 million expected. S&P futures uh, getting a Flash drop to forty two or eight fifty before bouncing. A dip and a rip. A dip and a rip. Mark, did you see that reaction? So Spencer, recap that we came in with a hot number there, huh? Yep. Uh, again, so just to recap that, we were looking for uh, uh, we were looking for CPI of four point seven percent. That 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 would be a year over year CPI, and what we actually got was five percent. So we came in hotter than the hot estimate. 
last month was also hot. Last month came in higher as well. So that's two months in a row we came in hotter than the estimate on CPI year over year. Month over month, also hotter than the estimate. Core CPI, which is just CPI, uh, but without food and energy, uh, also came in above the estimate. <laughs> So everything came in above the estimate. Yeah. This, uh, this market's not going to reverse to the upside, in my view. I'd, I'd, I'd let it uh, find a level here. Uh, I mean, you're talking about for today or are you talking about? Yeah, today, uh, just today. You, you are heading into an expiration. So, you know, if you're looking at the um, futures taking a pretty big hit here. Yeah, yep. Yep. Uh, you still haven't taken out the low from, uh, I believe, what's today, Thursday, the low from Tuesday. And, uh, right. yep, the low from Tuesday, 0575. We got a 07 low. Talking to June here, uh, we got the rollover on the SEP. You also have the rollover, a little bit of a, a factor in the liquidity here in those markets. That's why probably saw a little bit more volatility but i right now 0575 tuesday's low your weekly low right in that area as well so unless that shakes uh i don't know support is support until it's broken coming back on the upside i saw after that initial dip we did go almost go green uh for a second there and uh so a pop we'll see what happens now we know why the people were selling the hell at uh, everything every bid in sight in the 4230 handle they're looking for go. a little dip here, and they got it. All right, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Thanks yep. a lot for hanging out with it's us, Mark. Fun. All right. Mark, well. and Mark Chicken is the founder of Chicken Analytics, joins us every other Thursday to uh, give us his thoughts on the market. So, wow. Okay, two months in a row, big-time numbers on CPI. Um, again, not, not a total surprise. If you no. are, if you are out there in the world and you see prices going up, uh, not that I can tell you what's in the CPI basket, I I, I can't uh, I, I confess. But um, anyway, inflation we know it's here. The question is how long does it stay? Some people say it's here to stay. Others at the Fed say not so fast. This is certainly an argument against the transitory argument. So the, the this data point here. So again, uh, higher inflation than expected, and the expectation itself was already pretty high. So that is the highest number, the highest year-over-year increase since 2008. Wow. I uh, just want to talk to TLT here, <laughs> uh, inver inversely correlated uh, with interest rates. It's down a little bit in the, in the long-term chart. You know, looks pretty ugly too. I mean, also if you're looking at the uh, 30-year bond. Now, what this is good for, this is good for the banks. And you probably see JP Morgan catch a bit on here, right? That's Did we? Good. You see all yep. the all the banks. Well, yep. let's take a quick look. Uh, this is good. Higher potentially higher interest rates. That's good for the, the banks. Let's go to I want to see the pre-market chart here to get 24 hour. Boom. Come on now. Yep. Banks caught a little bit of a bid. Uh, we'll take a look at them and then we'll look at them in relation uh, to the uh, price action from yesterday because you did have a little sell-off in the banks heading into the report. Let's see here. Uh, trading at 164.15. I look at my 15-minute chart. Then I'm going to go to my dailies here. And what do we have on our dailies? Uh, yesterday's high, 164.22. That's where we are right now. Next day's high, quite a bit above that at 65.76. So moment of truth here for uh, 
JP Morgan. Uh, after that, your two-day close gets it to uh, 165. And then, I don't know. Man, this 165, you did have three lows in that area. It's kind of the area that you broke out from. So there's your potential resistance. Buy the dippers, range supreme again. The S&Ps are now green on the session by a buck yeah. fifty. Wow. They bought the dip. That was just wow. that was well, we'll see. Dancing around unchanged. I think you know, Mark said about not trying to, you know, buy the dip today. Let's see what happens. If we stay unchanged here and this market just shrugged this off. Next thing I want to see is take out the pre-market high and then tackle all those tops uh, that we mentioned. Uh, this is called 42, 35, 36. But we managed to go green uh, by the dip. Uh, not much react. Bitcoin, that was up before. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was up $1,500. I don't think Bitcoin saw, moved. I don't know if you saw the headline this morning, but there is a firm that is allowing uh, people to add Bitcoin to their 401ks. That's going to start happening now. In El Salvador? No. <laughs> Although maybe there too. Here's a stat from Northman Trader on Twitter as you can follow. Uh, core CPI, which I, again, Core CPI is just CPI, but without food and energy factored in, up 3.8%. That was the highest year-over-year increase since 1992. That's almost my entire life. <laughs> wait, wait. You were born in 91, right? Yeah, that's what I said. Almost my entire life. Because yeah, yeah, because Dana was born in '92. But we'll yeah. see. I mean, the battle of unchanged uh, goes here. Uh, thank you, Marco. He says I'm funny. Uh, I resemble that remark. A lot of people think I'm funny looking too. All right, yeah, anyway. we got this. Has been a fun show, man. Some entertainment here. Should we talk? Oh, I don't want to say entertainment because then people are going to talk about AMC. Well, we got to do an AMC, right? Just well, one, I, you know, just for the hell of it. Well, let's just do it this way. Uh, there's a bunch of stocks. I, I, AMC, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say they're not relevant because AMC is very relevant, but it's almost like on the afterburner for the moment because there's a, a about a dozen of these things that are moving. Right? Forget AMC, forget GameStop. You got names like Wish, you got Clove, you got CLNE, right? Cleveland Cliffs. For some reason, here's my here's my take on this. There is no way that this is retail driven. There is, there just, it can't be. There's too much volume. If you look at just Clover, uh, uh, Context Logic, Clean Energy, which is CLNE, uh, and AMC, we're talking hundreds of millions of shares yesterday alone, right? In, in those, in those four names, there was just no way that this is this is retail. Well, I'm sorry. Of course, yeah, it's I'm it's. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's algos too. I mean, right, we've, right. we've talked about this. Yeah, I mean, the the needle's moving, and they're. I mean, they're not gonna. They're not gonna ignore this kind of price action for the order flow. Boom. No. Uh, no, but no, but what I'm also saying is like I have doubts. Like so, like all these stocks are getting posted like on Reddit, right? On, on Wall Street Bets and on on, on Twitter and, and whatever. I have doubts that those posts are are organic or are organic Let's oh of call, course call i mean come on you take a hedge fund's gonna you know not dip their toe into this and you know be on and it's all anonymous too right on reddit you can do what yeah. the hell you want you can do what i mean you, I you mean, can do right. what you want when you want how you want i'm sure there's multiple people in there doing it uh just real quick uh clover traded down 82 cents 
Uh, I don't know about this one, but if you're looking for a, a level, you did take out that uh, that two-day low at 1632. So this needs to get back above 1632. You got a gap at uh, where to close at. It closed it uh, near the low of the day, uh, 1692. So got to get green. If this thing doesn't get green and it rolls over, then why not have a gap fill hill, right? Gaps are meant to be filled. Where do you go? Where do you go for support in this thing if you take out, if you keep going lower? I mean, maybe you can find a Fibonacci, a retracement number, or I'm sure you can cock some kind of number in, in between there. But a lot of people, maybe if it does swoop down there the first time, maybe have a bit, if you want to buy it, uh, you know, 1210, 1220, uh, just, you know, just to make sure that you get it. If it, you know, hit, boom, go to 1190. And then you're like, oh, it's going lower. And all of a sudden it's 1210 bit in your face, 20, 30, 40, 50. So that's what I'm looking at. And I'm sure a lot of people would like, like to see the mark. Uh, you're right. AMC's just been quiet the last couple of days at 60 level. Uh, mar uh, sellers are now going to come down. We identified 60. We identified the old time closing high at 62.55. Sellers came down to 60. Now you're trading down to buck 94. What's this low here? Well, you got a level to look at, and it did get through there in the after hours, and it did get through there uh, early this morning. So here's a good number for you. Maybe a good number. Spoo's positive by nine oh, points God. right now. By the dip, baby. Look at that. Now we're up eight points. Holy Toledo. Should I mention Go ahead. Should I mention jobless claims? Do we care about that? Are you sure? Why not? Yeah, uh, jobless not claims, anything. Jobless claims came in higher than expected, which is not a good sign. 376,000 jobless claims filed last week versus a 370,000 estimate. Uh, still down week over week, but higher. Whatever. Whatever. I, I hope I hope uh, Triple D uh, hasn't... Uh, is not looking at his uh, phone right now because he'd be like, oh, my God, look at all this action. Look at all this volatility. That's what he likes. We, this is some nice volatility here. Yeah, the, the, uh, and the bank, but the banks are still going. JP Morgan, Are they still going? Yeah, 64.30. Yeah, it took out yesterday's high. Let's uh, let's do a little check under the hood for the banks. Uh, bank America, that's trading up. Ah, that that didn't pull back from the high as much. Look at uh, we're traded forty two sixty five. Look how closely correlated these things are. Yesterday's high too forty two seventy three. Uh, the close from that was a high from yesterday. The close the previous day forty two eighty eight. So both that's not that's like your 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 pair traders and your arm traders keeping it in line there. Uh, let's look at Wells Fargo. Anyone wants to talk about Wells Fargo? That's trading up now. That one, same thing. Well, you're not even. Yeah, you're right at yesterday's high in this forty six thirty four. A lot of confluence here with the banks. Let's see if they can continue this move. Joel, what about oil here? Do I see seventy sixty two on the futures? Do I see it? Uh, I see my front month, and this is the thing which is really tough if you're trading uh, the crude oil futures is they roll every single month, right? right? So if you're doing your, your, you know, levels and stuff, it's, you know, the contango, well, the contango was a long time ago, uh, but just think about that from negative 45, was it negative 40 to uh, 70? Uh, something like that. What yeah. a move. Uh, if you look at crude, Mark, you know, the trend is your friend in crude. Uh, let's see here. Uh, one number I'll give. Yeah, crude got a little bit of a pop off that. 
Uh, high the move, 70-62. That's what I'm seeing. Uh, basis, the um, what contract are they using now? They are using the July contract already. Yep, they moved to the July. Uh, the high closing, this is kind of interesting. Uh, we poked our head above. We hit 70 one day. We made three daily highs over 70, but our best close we could do was 70.05. Let's see how that happens, uh, how we end up in today's session. Spoos go up to 27.50. My printer wasn't working this morning. So uh, in a triple close <laughs> area. Spencer, can you come over and help fix my printer? I'm, just, I'm laughing at the chat right now. Uh, Why, what are they saying? Someone, someone's bribing us, and, and it, it might work. Well, they're bribing you, and it might work. Uh, but we'll, we'll wait for ticker time for that. So, a, new, a, new, a new swimming cap? Yeah. I only wear a cap when I race. Oh, okay. And you know, and you know what kind of cap I wear? You get one guess. Michigan, duh. What kind of Michigan cap? That's you can't. I already answered it. You can't. That with an M on it, you think? Sure. No, no, it's the football helmet. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I, oh, yeah. I see. Do you want me to go get it? I can go get it. No, don't, don't if do I that. can find it. Um, uh, wait, there's a few other things I wanted to say because we got a lot going on right now. There's a lot in chat that we'll get to in a couple minutes. I Are promise. they picking on us? No. There's, there's... Are they picking on Dennis and he's not even here? No, no. They're, oh, my gosh. Although All Styles wants to know what a printer is. That's what they have that at the Fed, All Styles, <laughs> and it's where all the money comes from. Um, we have another one of these um, companies in announcing in a press release that they're joining the Russell. So pull up your, your VLDR. From yesterday, okay, because okay? we talked about this, right? The news was out Friday. It popped because they came out with a press release saying they're joining the Russell three thousand or, or what? Uh, right, 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 right. And so it popped, and then and then it gave it back, right? So we Spencer, you you love these these PR stories. You always when they when these companies pull these it's just, uh, it's, these it's, tricks, it's just stupid. So anyway, so Microvision MVIS just had a press release out this morning. Same the exact same thing. Hey guys, look at us. We're joining the Russell three thousand. Whoop de freaking do. So anyway, um, again, not new news. News that was out on Friday. Stock is up a buck, almost two bucks here in the in the pre market. Um, look at VLDR. Use it as your guide. I'm not saying Microvision has to give it back. Yeah, but we have precedent for this. It was yesterday. So there. This is how uh, opportunistic uh, Dennis is when we we we, we talked about this on the pre pre market show. Right? Was it yesterday? And um, and uh, he was like, "Well, there's too many stocks to buy, you know, because he was going to buy all the, yeah." And then the also thing he talked about was, uh, <laughs> sometime it flips, right? Like that something's going to be added. It's not decided until the last second. But this microvision, this one is, uh, this was a low floater too, right? So the news they got it going. The old press release trick, knocking up against twenty three. Not seeing much here. Let's see. Ah, uh, yeah, you were up here not too long ago. What do you got for me, folks? 2326, 2346. That's a potential target. And then you get into that big candle up closer to 26. But pair of highs, let's call it 2336. SPs get up to 27. I have a feeling this is gonna be one one choppy day, man. Look at already. We've got a 20-point range. But if you take the ups and downs and all the rounds. You probably you probably trade 60 uh 60 uh 70 handles. Michael Phelps is not a Michigan grad for your information. Oh, he never, he never graduated. Um 
I thought he he just came there. He took a call. He came to swim there because of Bob Bowman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And but... you know what? I got I got to tell you something. I looked at a, a Michael Phelps uh, pool yesterday. I, I don't know what that means. Like a swim spa pool. I still don't know what that. Wait, what? Okay. I'm... You know, like how you have a pool that you put in the ground. Yeah. Well, Michael Phelps has a company where. Oh, it, oh he does. Yeah. Yeah, like you don't have to build a pool. They just come and build it, and they just drop it in your backyard. Oh. It's a little yeah. bit more complicated than that, but uh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's so funny that all the swimming stuff is coming up, and uh, I looked at that yesterday. But hey, speaking of swimming, uh, how's our buddy pool doing? P-O-O-L. Hey, oh, not man. Bad. Not bad, right? I thought about do you know, um, I also put an order in, or no, I, I put a request in through this place to like get an estimate. And the guy emailed me and said, they're low on staff. He's not usually in sales and he can get back to me in six months. <laughs> That's what he said to me. That's what he said to me. Can oh you believe God. that? All right. Well, anyway, Wesley's had itself a not, a not great day yesterday, but it's still oh, pools bunching up here at yeah. 440. Tight ranges here after the gap up. I would just, I would just keep. I don't know who trades this stock. I don't know. 440. I call 430 to 441. That's a trading range for three days. And if you want to talk about a move out of a trading range, both Mitch and I are kicking ourselves. Look at Macy's 14 days. When, wait, 14 wait, wait. days. When was the last time we talked Macy's on this show? It's been like, it's been, it's been months. I don't know if we talked about Macy's since last year. I'm sure we did on earnings. Maybe. Probably even know that. And you know what? This is this is how some smart people are. This was the day. You see this big candle here? Mm-hmm. That was the day before earnings. The day before earnings, the thing moved two bucks. All right. And I think it maybe got a positive mention on CNBC. I don't want to give you too much credit. But this is the earnings, uh, pre-earnings day. Earnings were the 17th. This is the 14th. This is what did on the 17th. It made the high, and then it was just ping pong. 18, 19, 18, 19, 18, 19, 18, 19. Boom. Blew through it yesterday. Took out uh, this high here, which was uh, 1965. It was off to the races. Uh, pulled back 1960. I mean, you got to start thinking about the high and the move here in Macy's. That's uh, 2110. And then you got to go back a long ways in Macy's here. You got to go back to, I believe, what was this monthly high here? 2390. No, I saw another one that was a little bit lower. 2285. Back in August of 2019, you had a 2285. But I just wanted, uh, I just wanted to uh, put uh, show that technical 14 days in a row. I think I stopped looking at it after seven days. I hope some people caught that one. Let's see if we get a continuation move today. All right, we got about 10 minutes before Peter talked me. So let's do some ticker time. Although, sure. So before we do that, uh, GWS says he could have gone all day without the picture of Joel. In a speedo and a swim cap, it, swim cap in his head. But you're welcome. Yeah. No, I, you know what? I wear those. Uh, not you know, not the the speedos. I wear the longer trucks. Yeah, the, the, yeah people the, don't wear those anymore. Yeah, the, the ones that go like halfway down your knee, right? Or like yeah, yeah. And I used to have uh, one of those cheater suits. You know, oh, the ones that they like banned. Oh, they banned. I would. Out, you were just like you dove in the water and you were just like you floated on top of the water. Yeah, I call them cheater suits. They were they're fast, man. Made me a lot faster for the old man. All right, it's ticker time. Drop some tickers in the chat, and we'll take a look. Uh, what was the one that got us started on on the pool thing in the first place? It was some ML, uh, MLP that I don't remember. 
You uh, want to hear a Mark Spitz story? You want to hear two Mark Spitz stories? Mm, all right, let, let's do save one for another day. We'll, we'll do one now, and then we'll do save one. Uh, before the '72 Olympics, uh, my dad took me to a, a Michigan Indiana swim meet. He swam uh, in Indiana. Okay, I was just a little pup. And, uh, you know, it was no big deal. It was for the Olympics. So, like, I, I walked out on the deck and I started talking to Mark Spitz and stuff. And uh, he was like, it's like, it was like that Joe Green commercial. Before his race, he, like, he threw his towel and said, hey, hold on to this for me. And then he got in the pool and smoked everybody. That's, Thanks, that's Mark Spitz. That's, yeah, yeah. It's just like that Joe Green commercial, you know. Uh, I know. A coke and a smile. Yeah, that, that was uh, – 70 or 71. All right. All right. Let's get to Corey. You don't got... like that story? All right. No, I'll no, say no. it was good. I just wanted to get to the ticker. So Corey got us on the swim thing in the first place with ENLC, which is, I think, an MLP. Am I right? Uh, ENLC. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And link midstream. So yeah, it is an MLP. Oh, so you're sticking with the pool theme here, huh? Well, he's the one that got us on this tangent in the first place. So, and he bribed you. He said if you cover it, he'll, he'll give you a swim cap. Not that you need it, apparently. But uh, Cover it? Why did it go up, Spencer? Could you look why it went up this uh, one yes, day? I will Short tell squeeze. you. I will tell, tell you. me why. Yeah, no, no. There is actually some fundamental information. They, oh. raised, they raised their EBITDA guidance for the year, and they raised their net income guidance as well. Hmm. Well, no one, no one had a clue here in these two days, right? No one knew anything. Then you had the news. Uh, you know, a little pullback. I mean – Easy technical analysis says, you know, get rid of that seller uh, just in the lower 16 handle. They're probably even targeting six bucks, right? 616, 616, 609, 612. Yesterday's high, 597. So you're getting, you know, you're getting bid up here. So you got less distance to travel. I think what I'd like to see for this one, for sure, holding 577. We're trading five. He's sure like, I mean, this thing doesn't move a ton. A ton. Uh, you did take out the the lows at uh, five ninety five, but hold five seventy seven, and then you want to see it just kind of bunch up here a couple days, right? Consolidate, buy sell, buy sell, buy sell, and then boom, make up, get that close over six, over that six sixteen, another leg up, man. You also got congestion here, oh, in the monthlies too. You just got a ton of stuff. Oh, next target after that, I mean. You go back to uh, go back to January pre-pandemic. Uh, Six forty-eight could be a net uh, a new product, a uh, new target for ENLC. First time ever covered on pre-market price. Uh, Donkey Limit wants to know what your fifty free time is. I don't know if you want to, if you want to give that give that information away. My fastest time ever, or I, what I could go right now? Probably what you can go right now. I, oh, that's a good question. Uh if I got hot right now at 57 years old, I could probably go a 24-9 for 50 yards. That's good for a man your age. Yep. And I was never really a sprinter. I think the fastest I ever went in high school was maybe like a high 22 or something like that. I wasn't I wasn't a sprinter. I was more of a distance. I was a little guy. I was a, uh, uh, more of a 200, 500 guy. But uh, anyways, let's go. No All more right. swimming talk. No more. <laughs> more swimming talk on today's show <laughs> than any other show we've ever had. I think. I'm going to get okay. some heat okay. on Twitter for today. Okay. The Postman's asking about RH. Uh, we talked about it briefly. Oh, Mark, man. The consumer is strong. And they are also beat. They're also raising their guidance. Um yeah, it just it was a great report. Everyone is buying expensive furniture apparently and RH is up this morning. 
I uh, should have bought it yesterday, uh, is my investment advice. Uh, <laughs> uh, but this one, I mean, always want to look through, you know, pre-market high. Uh, right now it's trading at the high of the session, 669.70. Uh, what do you got? You got, uh, what's this high? I just go your daily highs. I'd give a target. One target would be uh, 674.09. So we'll call that 674. Got a little gap to fill up to 680. These are just intermediate numbers. And then if it really got rocking and rolling to the upside, the first time it got over 700, uh, 707, I would be, you know, I'd probably be tempted to let a little bit. That would be up nearly 100 bucks on the session. 0670, 0732. If this thing goes into reverse, like if you're just, you know, you're shorting it, and uh, I think that what you just had, I mean, seeing the top of yesterday's range could be really tough. 632, uh, 67, that would be a gap fill. If you are brave enough to short this thing, and let's say you get a 680 short off, it starts to pull back. I think you just have to go like 670 bid, 665 bid, 660 bid, you know, layer it down yeah. with the bigger size you know, at your lower level. So you get filled. But what about, it, what about Chewy here? They report tonight and the consumer is strong and everyone's has. Yeah. Their- but aren't they going to the pet store to buy the stuff now? Ah, uh, so they get it either way. Wait, well, so no, they're delivery though. They don't have any physical stores, right? Right. It's all online. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know. You know, what would make me hesitant about that chart would be this UPS and FedEx. Uh, so I, you know, it's had a, it's had a nice move. This could be one of those, uh, and be careful if you're trading this one off the headline, this could be one of the tricks where they give a good quarter, but they don't give good guidance. So I would be careful on this one. I mean, I have no way of who knows what's going to happen. You're yeah. bouncing up, uh, above the, above 80, you backed off 80 a couple days ago. If you're looking for an immediate level, let's just call it's called 82 bucks. I see three highs between 81.43 and 82 for some targets. So be careful on that one. Uh, it could be the good good news and then the bad news. Oh uh, god, I'm sorry guys, there's so many tickers flying. I, I can't get I, I can do the other tickers on pre-market prop after this, folks. If you want to do that, you can join me. I'm, I'm there a few minutes after nine. Uh yeah. SP's up eight handles, 26 and a half. Premarketprep.com is where you can find it, Joel. At, That's correct. After after this show. Uh, all right, let me just get a couple here. What about bah, 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 I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Uh, oh, yeah. F- we didn't talk fuel cell. And they reported. Oh, they're getting hit, huh? Yeah. Well, last I checked, I haven't checked in about an hour. Let's see. Yeah, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, let's see. What do we got? Anyway, their, huh. their, earnings, their earnings were what? whatever. They missed by a penny and sales were light. Look at, look, Spencer, look at my chart on my left, the 15 minute chart. Okay. Look at, then look at the chart on the right. The, the, we're looking at the, the, the daily. Okay. I'm here. What, 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 what are you seeing here? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Nine, what is that on the left? Was it 980 something? Yeah, 980's holding, right? Yeah. I mean, there's someone bid in there. Someone wants to own it. I don't know if they're going to get taken out, if they're going to want to buy 972 and 960, 950, 940. Uh, all those old lows at 10, all these lows. So they're saying, hey, I don't want to buy it at 10 anymore. I want to buy it at 980. 
So we'll see what happens. Holds on this 980, gets over 10. You got a chance to rally. Uh, if not, I would, if it, you know, if they just get overwhelmed with sellers and you start to crater and you want to reload here, what do we go from uh, 642, six point move three? Nine and a half is halfway back of this move and feel like the real load. But uh, that's what I'm looking at in feel cell. Uh, it's 8.59. Uh, we've got a minute before. I'm going to bring on Peter Talkman. Do you have okay. any, any final? Uh, the S&Ps are still going. Yeah. Wow. Still going. Uh, any final thoughts for us? How are the banks doing? Banks still going. Uh, everything is still going here. Oil, yeah. oil not for the moment. Uh, but You know, inflation, inflation is... Inflated stock prices too, folks. Uh, buy the dip. And now we're going to have to deal with that number. I hope I don't buy the high of the day again. Man, I hate that. Anyways, uh, we'll take a look. We know where resistance is and we're moving up to it. So we will see you all later on. Thanks, Spencer. Great that was call. fun. That, see, we don't eat. We don't. We don't eat. I know. It was so nice. I got to talk. I know. I know. All right. See you later. Hard to get there running with him. All right. Uh, great call, Vegas. I, I did. I did want to mention that path as well because I saw that Kathy bought path in like three different ETFs yesterday, and she's been buying it a lot. So we don't talk about the uh, Ark Invest daily buys and sales, uh, but I did see her buying a lot of path, uh, selling a lot of what was it, DocuSign, uh, and there's one more buying path. She's still buying Coinbase. And she sold a lot of DocuSign last night. That, 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 that's what it was. That's what the uh, the Ark Invest moves of yesterday. Um, uh, if if you still care about that stuff, um, let me bring on Peter Tuckman here for um, for for. Actually, you know what? Here, because he's bugging me in chat, Mitch. I'm gonna give you the floor. You have 30 seconds. What do you want, man? You keep bugging me. What's going on? Oops, sorry. What's up? What's up, guys? Just really want to quick tell you guys that I just came out with a new podcast called The Money Mitch Watch List. It's going to be coming out every single morning. It's less than five minutes. So, hey, quick, quick morning. You'll get some of the stocks that I'm going to be watching, some of the ways that I'll be looking at. So definitely check it out, guys. Just put the link up. You can find it in any kind of your podcast dist distribution, Spotify, iTunes. Check it out, guys. All right. You had the floor. Thank you. Peter Tuckman, the Einstein of Wall Street. The man himself, Wall Street Global Trading Academy, not joining us on the floor today, but that's okay. Peter, good morning. Good morning, guys. Join me on vacation. Oh, where are we at? Nantucket. Nantucket. Yeah. All right. Very nice. Hope you're enjoying yourself. Thank you. Uh, so you're away from the, the, the floor. You're away from the exchange. Does that mean you're away from the markets? How do you... Um, do that when you're when you're on vacation you know what i don't really take much vacation i would say maybe a week a year is about my limit and while i'm off i'm surely connected to it my business is still running and yeah. watching stocks i'm obviously doing stuff with wall street global we did a facebook group live uh, lunch and learn yesterday with david as i was as i always do is watching david on benzinga yesterday morning as i did monday through wednesday so you know while the market never sleeps neither do i it's really my motivator on a daily basis so it's exciting. And you can't really, in my opinion, after all these years, especially my, my, new, my new line is, this is not your grandfather's stock market, right? If you step away from this market for a moment, you're really going to, the pieces of the puzzle will stop dropping off, start dropping off because so much is happening, right? The generational moves, the generational, you know, impetus in why markets are doing what they're doing, all this new info with who's buying what. And I was fascinated by, you know, Everybody's got a call on about what they're watching. And I love that. And I love that about Benzinga. Without opinion, 
There's a lot of information out there. But my fear is that everybody sort of is watching what Kathy's doing. When, you know, it's like mm -hmm. you used to respond when we were on the floor, when you'd hear what Buffett was buying and selling or one of the bigger guys was doing. Once you hear about it, that's old news. And my fear is that if people start reacting to it because they hear it, not on your show, but in general, in the in, on the internet, or yeah. as you read it in the newspaper, that's kind of that's 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 old news. Right. I mean, it, it, it's not quite the same, at least with regards to Kathy Wood, because these are daily rebalances and daily trades. But yes, I I, I understand the the point of what you're saying, uh, and 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 actually, uh, I would say the same thing applies not just to the um, conventional Wall Street influencers, be it a a Kathy or a Buffett or whomever, but people on social media, like you don't really, we are in the age of the social media market influencer. Right. And, um, you, you don't know how many of them are, are really super transparent. I, you know, I, I don't know. And, and if you're following someone, chances are they're probably going to tell you, get yourself in and get yourself out. Don't just follow me. And if they're telling you to follow them, then, Maybe don't do that, but um, you got to get yourself. If you if you got yourself in, only you can get yourself out. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Dave, 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 my partner David Green always talks about it. You know what risk and money management is about. Everybody yeah. can get a trade. It's a way you get out of a trade, and yeah. the, wh whether you make money or lose money on the trade, actually the exit of the strategy, your strategy on exit is really an important thing. But I'll say one thing, you know, look, obviously we're in the generation and the time, especially every the last couple of weeks, as we did see in January of this whole meme meme phenomenon. Right. And I've been I'm, I'm pretty vocal on social media. And the other day, you know, I watched uh, and I'm on the floor except for this week. And I watched, obviously, AMC do what it was doing. And I saw it go from 40 to, you know, 62 and then 77 in aftermarket. You know, and I had decided to, you know, I never take myself too seriously. So I had a little fun because after the close of the market that day, I did an IG live and everyone was going, you know, AMC to the moon, it's going to 500, hold the line and all that sort of banter narrative stuff. And I just said, guys, if you're in, I also found out that that day, 92% of the volume in AMC was above $50 right? It closed at 62. So as somebody who you know, who loves to follow day trading and teach technical analysis, I like people to take profits to preserve their capital and their portfolio so that they can live to see another day tomorrow to trade. And so I said to everybody, you know what? I, I, I hope everyone's taking a little bit of a profit here. We don't know what will happen. Of course, that night, they decided to do the secondary. The next day it opened at, at 45. It went down to 40. So I right. put a little uh, nursery rhyme and I said, and it was so like little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet buying some AMC. Along came a spider and sat down beside her and said, if you bought it at 50 and didn't sell it at 77, you're a dumbass. <laughs> and, and, and it was a fun little, a fun little nursery rhyme. And I got so much crap for it because you're, you're just an old man. What do you know about it? You obviously have your agenda and all this. And of course, the next day it did open down. And we hear about those few guys who made a million bucks. We're not hearing about these guys who got blown up, right? I put out a bunch of nursery rhymes. And I had a lot of fun with it because my, I don't, there's nothing I find more exciting that, that even, especially if it's this meme thing that gets people interested in the stock market. You yeah. love thing too, guys, right? Yeah. Whatever gets people into it is the greatest gift in the world. I just would hate to see somebody come to this party, get blown up and leave, you know, right. Drunk. 
I, I I totally agree with you. I'm, I may steal that your that nursery rhyme. Uh, I I love I love people getting into stocks and people and getting into investing. Um, what gives me pause sometimes is when they're all trying to get rich quick. Um, when that's probably not going to happen for most of us. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with getting rich slowly. It's much easier to get rich slowly, frankly, than it is to get rich quickly. Um, it just requires you know, delayed gratification, some more patience. But I love the interest. I love people wanting to learn. Um, I don't like when they ask, you know, uh, when they you know, ask me about the next hot penny stock because like, I, I don't know, and nor, nor, <laughs> nor do I care. Nor do you um, care. Right. Uh, but yeah, um, I, I completely agree with you. I, that's the one thing that I've never understood about this whole, um, you know, craze is like, cause if, if it were me, like I couldn't help but take a profit. I, and that's just my own, it, like, I guess if you're long and strong and, and you've got diamond hands, then great for you. You're, you, you've got, you know, uh, you, you've got more guts than I do, I guess. Um, but I mean, why not? My my take is why not take take some money off the table? Why not actually book a profit? I don't know. People don't want to do that, and that's fine. It's their money. Do do whatever they want. But um, you know, it's funny though. I'll, I'll start to interrupt you, but it's funny. Yeah. Downtown Josh Brown said the other day oh, that, he's, that he's finding people are posting large losses in meme stocks to get likes. Oh, rather, that, that, right. Rather than take profits, and yeah. It's not about guts. It's about discipline and consistency. Yeah. You know, this is some people who are telling you to hold the line can afford a. We saw that with Roaring Kitty early on, who had made millions of dollars in something, and one day he was up twenty-five mil. The next day he was only up fifteen mil. Yeah. Right. He actually he still had a lot of money in his account, but he was down ten million dollars. Most people out there who are following this craze and this phenomenon don't, don't have a risk reward ratio of ten million dollar. Right. Right. And so I would hate to see we don't hear about those guys who got blown up. Who like leveraged themselves? Who, who, right. who you know, who mortgaged their grandmother's houses and bought AMC? Right. Um, to your point about uh, uh, it, it's called a loss porn, and that was the original. I've been you know, uh, I, I I've been a subscriber on Wall Street Bets for for years, like 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 five years, six years, um, and that was the original point. Uh, of Wall Street bets. Why before it hit the mainstream, it was look at how stupid I am. Look at all. Look at this dumb trade I made. Look at these dumb options I bought or sold, and look at all the money I lost. And that's all it was. It was just people making fun of each other and making fun of themselves. And then it blew up, and it became this whole thing. And they realized if they work together and with one voice, they can actually move the market in a stock. Um, but originally, and I think it, it, it's trying to get back to that, is it, people at, at its core, it's just people posting lost porn. Look at look at this, look at the screenshot of my Robinhood account, and, and look how look how far down I am. Um, and look, look at this crazy out of the money call option I just bought that expires in one hour, right? <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> um, that, that's what it is at its core. Is it kind of like jackass for stock market? <laughs> I mean, uh, perhaps. Watch, watch me jump off a cliff and break my head open, and everybody can laugh. And I bet I little made a little money on the slide. Maybe. Uh, okay. Let's before we let you go. Let's get your overall market thoughts here. We just had a hot CPI number. Spy stopped going down. Uh, stopped going up. I should say. Finally, uh, in the morning here, but CPI came in greater than expected. Uh, the banks are moving. The market was moving. What is your overall take here on on, on how today could shake out? 
So you know what? I was reading Arthur Cashin is one of my mentors. He's the head of UBS. He's been on the floor forever. He's sort of the grandfather of, of NYSE lore, right? And this morning he said, you know, it's funny how things were watching the yield go down. Markets should be bullish yesterday. That didn't happen. What's going on in Europe is starting to affect us a little bit. Market doesn't seem to want to break. And what he did say was sometimes when you find the key to the market, they change the locks, right? It's of an old adage, you know, and I had not heard it before, but it's kind of fascinating here. I don't think this is not your grandfather's stock market. The rules of the game are changing, right? And so whether, you know, we've, and I always am a firm believer and people always laugh at me when I'm on the floor and the market's doing these wild moves. I always say the market's doing what it wants to do. I, my, my interpretation economically or forensically of what the market and why it's doing what it's doing, I've got to be a student every day now, a day at a time, because it does things counter that are counterintuitive, right? That we're seeing people get, get out of one hole. There, it's, it's like, you know, that scene in the movie uh, Airplane when the plane is landing and they have no brakes and they're going to be landing at gate six and then they're going at gate five and gate four because they don't have uh, the brakes to shut the thing down. It seems like the rules are changing. The seats are changing on the Titanic in that sort of a way. So I, the market seems to tell me that it's iris, look, irrespective of any little bits of bad news that may come out, it still seems to be forging higher. I love this, you know, restoration hardware earnings yesterday. There are going to be sectors that are going to benefit from this reopening. They're going to be huge. A lot of them have a lot of power behind the market. Right now, we seem to be in this focus on the meme thing. And it's funny that people are so ADD on this thing that, you know, they're selling their, are they selling their crypto and buying memes? I don't know, but they seem to be trading inversely. Net, net inflation is going to be where it is. We're going to learn more about that story. The yield is, is sort of telling us things too, yet the market continues to go higher. I think the reopening story, people sort of coming uh, online again, meaning they're crawling out of their houses, maybe going back to work. You know, their they're, they're, life is starting to open up again, although it's, there's some hesitation around the world with the virus, uh, I think is going to, is, is, is the wind behind the, uh, the sale in the market in general. Nothing seems to break this market. We've seen short-term breaks. We saw that NASDAQ a few weeks ago. That was short-lived. The inflation number, which made the market, you know, that inflation chatter made the market sort of tumble for a little bit, but they're short-lived. Net-net, this market seems like it's forging higher. I I'm baffled. You don't have to understand it, but I like where your I like where your head's at. I like I, where your head's at. You're bullish. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I mean, I I I I think it's absolutely the appetite for the market. And as I said to you, there's nothing more exciting for me than this new generation of people in the market whose attention is now on right. whatever gets them here. Whatever gets them here is wonderful, right? It's a matter of when they get here that they follow the rules and they get good habits. Right, because I just hate people coming here, yeah. you know, blowing up and, and and walking away with their tail between their legs. Right, good, good habits. Good habits is a big thing, and I, you know, I think a lot of I. What would be terrible is if you saw a repeat of the dot com bubble, where a lot of people got blown up, and, and then thought, okay, this is rigged. I'm done. Forget this game. I'm I'm done. And then you 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 missed out on what I think is a great wealth building. Uh, opportunity. Uh, so you are bullish here. You you you, you don't see a uh, you know a, a path lower. You see a path higher. Are there any specific sectors, industries you like? In let's say a short term, in the next uh, you know days and weeks here, or even just like through through the summer. Anything you like? 
you know, I found it fascinating that with restoration hardware, you know, it was amazing. You know, when when the pandemic hit, the, the, there, there was a obviously a group of stocks that were able to, and I hate to say benefit from the pandemic, but basically make our lives a lot easier and we're rallying in it. Whether yep. it was the DocuSigns or the Zooms, whether it was the housewares, the restoration hardwares or whatnot, uh, the Pelotons of the day. So, and I think we're going to see a little bit of a rotation as the world starts to reopen out of some of those and into the more uh, in, into more of a, a recovery story. And I was fascinated how strong, eight, up 84%. In, in revenue last year in restoration hardware. I think that sector is incredible. I think people, you know, I'm sort of fascinated in what, what the world's going to start to look like on the other side of this and what the market's going to look like on the other side of this. It's, we're seeing a change on a day-to-day -day basis, right? The days that were all about the meme thing, other things tended to suffer. Some of them actually, you know, consolidate a little bit. So um, it's hard for me to know really what is the reopening story. I think the reopening story in the cruise lines and the airlines and whatnot is going to be a little longer before that really participates in it. But I think people rebuilding their homes, I think, is a fascinating sector. Peter Tuckman is uh, a.k.a. the Einstein of Wall Street. You can find his course. I'll put the link up. It's in the description, I should say. If you just scroll down in the description of this video, the link is there. Uh, Wall Street Global tradingacademy.com there it is peter tuckman sir always a pleasure we'll Thanks. talk to you again next week hopefully i guess from the floor yes you will i will be there next week i'll send you a all, right. all right have a good one peter all right always a pleasure to talk to him uh if that guy looks familiar it's because you've seen his picture before uh, in news articles the guy is like the most photographed man uh on wall street uh got a couple minutes before we're going to get to our next stream here no david green today we've got robert roy we're going to start this robert roy has been doing a weekly option show for us every friday at uh two o'clock and we've moved it from friday afternoons to thursday morning so every thursday at 9 25 for an hour uh, Robert Roy is going to walk through uh, some option setups for the day, walk through the open, maybe do a little bit of, a little bit of trading, doing a, a lot of teaching. Uh, different perspective than David Green. David Green is, is like a short-term uh, stock guy, you know, making trades for a couple of minutes or a couple hours uh, on stocks. Robert Roy mostly deals in, with, with options, stock options and, and index options. Uh, and that'll be uh, every Thursday starting today. At, it'll start around 925 or so and go for an hour. Actually, uh, after Robert Roy today, we have a special show. Uh, today and today alone, we may cut Robert a little bit early because we have, uh, we're doing something uh, very unique here, at least for us. First time, all right, it may go great. It may go horribly wrong. Uh, you have to tune in to find out. But at 10 remote broadcast, we are broadcasting, streaming live from somewhere that's not someone's house or the Benzinga office, right? Uh, Jason Rasnick and crew are going to Sandy Monroe, Monroe and Associates. If, if the name sounds vaguely familiar, if you don't know it at all, Sandy Monroe is this legendary uh, auto engineer. He worked for Ford back in the day, worked for GM back in the day, um, and I think went went viral in certain circles a few years ago because he bought a Tesla and basically just like disassembled the car in his garage and they like, took it apart and like analyzed it from like an engineering standpoint um, was a Tesla bear for a long, long, long time. Uh, had a, a, a meeting with, uh, he had an interview 
Elon Musk actually came to Sandy Monroe. That's how you know he's a big deal. When Elon Musk comes to you, you're a big deal. And Elon Musk came to him and they did an interview uh, on, on his channel. This was last year, I think. Um, and Sandy Monroe has turned around on Tesla. Fi- after years of, ha- of hating the cars, um, he's turned around. And this guy knows probably knows more about cars than like 99% of people out there. He knows more about uh, the, the make of the Tesla and the actual car itself. Forget all the other stuff. Forget... Forget the tweets and the memes and 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 all that. Uh, nothing to do with that. He's all about the car. Okay. So Jason Razink is going to be talking to Sandy Monroe at ten fifteen uh, Eastern time uh, today, and that's going to go for about forty five minutes. That's on the Raz Report, which is like the special show we do when Jason Razink gets high profile guests. So we are very excited for that. Uh, interview with Sandy Monroe after Robert Roy uh, today. We've got SPACs attack as usual at 11 o'clock Eastern time. They got another good one today. They're talking to the founder of Butterfly, right? BFLY. Did I get the ticker right? I think I did. Butterfly Networks. I got like this BFLY. Did I make that up? Yeah, BFLY. That's on at 11 o'clock Eastern time. Tune in to SPACs attack for that. We've got the uh, power hour, as usual, after that at noon. Get Technical is back. Neil Hamilton was out for a couple of days. He's back today. He'll be on at 1 o'clock. We got our crypto show at 2. Biotech Buzz at 2.30. VV's back as well. The At The Close Show. Someone was saying that they can't find the At The Close Show. Uh, the At The Close Show is is there every day at 3.30. Joel and I hang out for a half hour into the close. So it's right here on our YouTube channel. You shouldn't have to look too hard to find it. Uh, if you go to the video tab, if you go to past streams, you'll be able to see our at the close show every day at three thirty. Um, cannabis hour at four o'clock today. After hours with Ryan Rosbiani at five. Money Mitch at six, and Chance Trades at six thirty. Wrapping up the day on Benzinga. Uh, there was a couple other things I wanted to get to before I, I wrap it up and go to Robert. I wanted to mention Cake Cheesecake Factory. Let's bring up the uh, the chart and the news feed here, Benzinga Pro, because. They had a uh, news of an offering. They said last night or this morning, they said they filed uh, for a mixed shelf offering. They are going to uh, raise $300 million via convertible senior notes and $175 million of common stock. So there you see the chart on the right. That's a five-day chart. So the stock is down. You can see this morning a couple of bucks. This is one that company that, that remember, they couldn't pay their rent at the start of the, the pandemic, and, and they made it. But here they are raising more money. So the stocks had a pretty nice run. You can see on, on the one-year chart since last summer. Pretty nice run for, for for cake. So they're raising money when they can. Some dilution in the short term. But that's that's what you got to do sometimes. Let me uh, catch up on uh, chat. Ba, 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 ba. Yes, exactly right, Patrick. Uh, Sandy Monroe tears down cars and then consults with manufacturers on how to improve them. That's exactly right. So, again, super hyped for that. This guy is like a car, literally a car genius. So let it be a 10 to 15. After Robert Roy, which is starting in a couple of minutes here, uh, and the stream will redirect again. You shouldn't have to do anything. Just stay, and the next video will start. Or if your autoplay is turned off, just Hit auto, hit 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 the play button. Uh, but the stream will start. This stream will end. That stream will start, and it'll be pretty much uh, good to go. Um, what else? Catching up on chat. Catching up on chat. 
Alt Styles, thank you very much, man. He says, I am the anchor. I appreciate that. If I'm the anchor, are you, are you saying I'm dragging us down? Saying I'm dragging us down as the anchor. Uh, just keeping an eye on markets here. Uh, let's bring up my, my movers tool in Benzinga Pro. See what's up, what's down. MDLY is my is on top of my movers tool this morning. Uh, do, do they have news or something? I don't know. Billion shares just traded. Jeez Louise. Don't see any headlines on MDLY. That's my top mover. I'm 92% in the pre-market session. Uh, top loser is Occugen. I think it's there like every day, every other day. Um, okay, what's the head, what's the news here on Occugen? OCGN. Uh, they will pursue uh, a BL. Uh, so basically, a different regulatory pathway is what they're doing. They, they, there's more than one regulatory path to get a drug approved, and they're pursuing a different path to get their uh, vaccine candidate. Uh, out the door. Market does not look that though. So stock is down 27% here. Uh, fuel cell we talked about. That's a big loser as well. Uh, cheesecake. Geo Group. Oh my God, guys. This was insane. This Geo Group hop yesterday. Th- this is part of what like made me not part of, but you know, this kind of move is like, is, is, is sketchy. Like how many retail traders are pumping up a publicly traded prison company, right? I don't know. It's just so random. Doesn't make any sense. So that's where my head's at. That like these are not retail-driven moves. There's somebody else. Hedge funds are known to uh, you know play tricks, do do things that others might perceive as dirty, and um, that's probably what's going on here. Is this is my take? They're probably quick to uh, capture on this trend. Uh, okay, it is 9.24. Robert Roy is going to start in a couple of minutes, if not one minute. So I'm going to hop off the stream. Everyone, as always, please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Please, if you haven't already, take a split second out of your day. Drop us a like. How many likes are we at here this morning? Are we at 500? That's usually my goal. Day. Whoops. We're at 364. Let's get to 500, guys. Come on. It's Thursday, but it feels like a Friday to me. Drop us a like if you can. Uh, again, pro.benzinga.com. Free two-week trial. Check it out as always. Uh, and I'm going to hop off here. Robert Roy from um, Wealth Builders HQ is going to hop on now and do some trading into the open. Everyone have a good start to your day, and I'll see you a little bit later. You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte after getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com goals24. That's Chime.com goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.